everyone, and welcome to the Bloomingdale Church Podcast. My name is Max Terman. I am your moderator, and with me this week is Green Bean Casserole, Dan Marcello. We just picked up the stuff for a green bean casserole the other day. All right. Turkey stuffing, Scott Reed. Oh, yeah. yeah. So good. And cranberry sauce, Bill Calvin. Muffin man. <laughs> uh, Dan, will you pray for us and for your green bean casserole? Sure. It's going to be delicious. <laughs> Father, thank you so much for this day. We give you thanks for this week and just it's been extra special just being reminded of all the things we have to be thankful for. And this season, Lord, even with COVID going on there, you're still at work. You're still very present. You're still God. And so we thank you for that and how you're at work in each one of our lives, those of us here and those who are listening. We just ask that you will be with us today as we interact and, and, and Lord, that you would just um, guide our conversation and may all that we say and do be very glorifying to you and build up those who listen. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Actually, I got two questions. One, is there any kind of Thanksgiving in Mexico nationally? No. Okay, because I know there's a Canadian one, and it's no, at a different time. And did you and Amber still observe Thanksgiving when you were down there, or did you? I mean, not make turkey. We bought, like, pumpkin pie. Nice. <laughs> nice. They had pumpkin, you go to Costco <laughs> and get a pumpkin matters. pie. you like, all right. We're, we've never really been into making a bird ourselves. Getting like, into the point of the meal. Let's go straight to the pumpkin <laughs> pie. I'll be honest with you. We bought material for a BLT. Like extravaganza <laughs> on Thursday, because we're like, you know what? For this, this, for, for this, this week, yeah, oh. for this week, we're like, you know, we don't, we don't really want to go through the <laughs> cooking a turkey just for the three of us. And my in-laws are going to be with us, and they there. had to cancel oh. just due to health concerns and travel and all that. So we're like, we're going to make BLTs. What's a BLT extravaganza? It's some pretty thick bacon that was. Nice. We got a twenty-one pound turkey because. We weren't Uh-oh. sure if Max and Daniel would be joining us, and oh, there was yeah. six of us plus potentially two more, so we got 25 turkey. And then as of yesterday, there was a chance that my parents wouldn't be coming out. <laughs> so we just oh, oh. pound turkey for four people. Mm. But they're still coming. Hope you <laughs> like turkey. <laughs> well, the best part of Thanksgiving, as we all know, are the leftovers of the turkey at like 7 to 8 p.m. Mm. <laughs> you just start picking at it with it's your fingers. <laughs> or make a sandwich. Sandwiches. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. So, so one thing I want to do before I die is Dave Diaz... Does his yes. oh yeah. whatever you're about to say yes yeah oh, I know what he's about to say yeah the deep fry the fried oh. turkey first one's free you gotta try first it, one's Dan. free I that's what I've heard. I've heard that I, I don't too. tell the listeners they just say it's so moist it's just you, you never want to go back once I've, you have I heard it's fantastic oh, okay. is it too late it's got to be too I, late it's probably too late I didn't even hear that this was happening this they year. might not be doing it this year they might not I don't know Dave if you're listening. <laughs> Send, Send your, your fried, fried turkey, turkey to, to podcast yeah. at dot Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, amazing. It is Thanksgiving. Hopefully this show comes out on Thanksgiving. Um, we're all in the same room again. I have tested hey. negative for COVID. Scott has tested negative hey. for COVID. Bill, Bill has, has tested, tested negative. negative. Bill, tested, yeah, Bill tested negative for COVID. Dan's still living on the edge, refuses to tell us if he's got it or not. I definitely <laughs> do not. <laughs> um, but it's good to be back together for a brief Thanksgiving celebration. Yay. Scott, take it away. I have found it was easy. Sometimes my would you rather ideas are impossible to find. This one, they're all simple. good ideas. Thank you. I appreciate Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Thanksgiving, would you rather's? Uh, there are 50 of these, so buckle up. What? No, so I'm just going to ask each of you one, and we'll just go <laughs> around. Like this episode's supposed to be like once or minutes long. T- once or twice <laughs> until Max has determined that the mood oh, is right. I may have told my wife when she said, how long will you be? Because she's got to pick me up. I said, 
supposed to be 20 minutes, which probably picked me up in an hour. Nice. (laughs) It's true. Bill, would you rather eat an entire turkey by yourself or eat all the Thanksgiving stuffing by yourself? The turkey. The stuffing is not good for you. That's why I would prefer the stuffing. (laughs) I don't think I could eat a turkey by myself. Well, you didn't say how much time I had. I figured I got a whole week. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I got until the rest rest of my life. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, Max, would you rather have two days of Thanksgiving or two days of Christmas? Two days of Christmas. Uh, Dan, would you rather have a Thanksgiving meal without your favorite dish or have a meal made up of only your favorite Thanksgiving dish? DLTs. I think we know the answer to this already. <laughs> already <It's> pumpkin pie. <laughs> yeah, pumpkin pie is really good. Probably the second option. Second option. What, what is your favorite Thanksgiving dish? I really, really, I just love turkey. I'm not really willing to make it. That's ironic. I'm not willing to <laughs> make it. You're not making it. I don't, you've never had it. <laughs> I don't mind if I if someone else makes it, if but I don't want to make it myself. Turkey. That's crazy. Well, so I don't think it would really turn out that great to you be You might honest. be able to have some of our 21-pound turkey. Do you like turkey, too? Sure. I don't like turkey very much. You've never had good turkey. Well, that's not very nice to my father. Were you eating tofurkey? <laughs> my father makes... provided the Thanksgiving trivia for this week, so you'd be yeah. nice to him. Thank you, Mr. He Thurman. He doesn't know saying. that he's Turkey can be kind of gross, or it can be really good if it's well cooked. I think the... I think the biggest mistake in my childhood when it comes to turkey was believing that the white meat would be better than the dark meat. But the dark meat has all the moisture. It's neither of them that's better. It's the skin. True. Oh, my. The skin is super the good. I've the... never, I don't think I've ever eaten the turkey. You have not no lived. Oh, no wonder you don't like turkey. You're just eating dried <laughs> yes. white meat with yeah. no salt. The skin, the skin is where it's at. <laughs> And a trisket. All right. If they just Triscuits sold turkey, awesome. If they just sold turkey skin, I'd eat it. Yeah, same. <laughs> just like pork rinds. So good. Turkey. All right. Put Scott, that on would I rather cook exactly. the Thanksgiving meal or clean up the dishes? I'm gonna say dishes because I don't want to oh, get yeah. the Thanksgiving meal wrong. And like dishes are so much faster. Also, too. yeah, the Thanksgiving meal takes like all day. It does. Plus, Bill, the dishes you do one thing. You just do it a lot. True. You got If you do one thing with Thanksgiving dinner, you're gonna end up with. Just Dan. a lot of BLTs. Dan's, Dan's Thanksgiving. <laughs> Which is going to be amazing. Bill, would you rather eat Thanksgiving dinner at a restaurant or at home? Home. <gasps> Weird question. I went to the Cracker Barrel for the first time in my life last Thanksgiving for Thanksgiving dinner. Was and it, it was amazing. Hmm. I'd never been to Cracker Barrel, but I'd also never been into a restaurant for Thanksgiving. It was fantastic. Hmm. Oh, man. I would treasure that memory for the rest remember, of my life. Now, because we were with family, it was nice, but... We had Thanksgiving dinner once at the Fairland Country Club. What made it fine was I was with Aunt Jenny, Michael, my cousin, sure. you know, Nancy, myself, my dad. There's about eight or ten of us. Yeah. But as I looked around the room, I just thought, this is so sad. Mm. It's all these people, lonely, mm. you know, just a man and his wife maybe. Or I, I just thought, oh, golly, this is awful. This reminds me of the movie The Christmas Story, where the family has to, they ruin their, I think, Christmas dinner and have to go to a Chinese restaurant. Or the Santa Claus, when he That's ruins so the turkey sad. and he goes to Denny's. <laughs> so sad. Okay, so hold on. I want to push back on this. I do feel, I feel bad for the people who have to work on Thanksgiving. Yeah. But I will say, take the Wujayas, for example. They do Thanksgiving by themselves and they have the time of their lives. Like, I don't think it has to be sad. But, but the question wasn't have addressed to Anita. It was to me. Would you rather? And I said, yeah, this is what I would do, and this is what I'm remembering. the idea of people being alone on Thanksgiving. Also, it's not being alone. It's eating at a restaurant. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. I'm Do you need an Adrian eat at a restaurant? 
What? Well, have you made your reservations at White Castle? They have it right on the sign some years. What? Make your Thanksgiving reservations. <laughs> I just love that sign. I think it's hilarious. My Would you like the gourmet barber, slider? <laughs> my barber last year White Castle. made a White Castle burger stuffing, which he said was very good. Wow. He tries different things. This year he's... He got a small. He has like two small birds, and he's frying one of them. Okay. He like tries, just tries different things. It seems like he likes to cook. Are you a fan yeah, of White Castle? A, a White there? Castle burger stuffing. Oh, sorry, you don't know what that means. Well, I don't know what this means. <laughs> it means yes in Mexico. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> you can understand why that might be a confusing hand gesture to me. <laughs> I won't describe to the listeners what hand gesture Dad, you how made. Has that but... never been your like go-to response until <laughs> now. So now it's We've been over a year. Like a year that was hilarious. That was great. <laughs> just. If you if you're like listening to someone else and you can't say something, you just go. Oh, I love that. Yes. That's, that's wow. good. That's Does awesome. Mean, that's part of my vocabulary no. now. This means no. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now we have to say something. Well, now we're doing. If you know what the inchworm is, <laughs> doing the inchworm with your finger, just kind of like bowing it up and down or your like index finger. A that's yes. Or scratching a hamster. <laughs> or knocking on a tiny door. <laughs> and then wagging your finger back and forth very cutely is no apparently. Mm-hmm. Can you do it with your whole wrist? This is easy. No, it's got. No, it's got to be the finger. finger. (laughs) This is so much harder. It is kind of difficult. I think if so, if you keep it straight, it's no. But if you're like you know bending it, then it's no. Yes. What's the What's the biggest difference between American Costco and Mexican Costco? Well, they had the samples. Probably similar pricing. Okay. Maybe a little bit more on the expensive side because everything was imported. Sure. Is it all the same products? Yeah, all the the Kirkland products. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy to me because Kirkland's a a town near where I grew up, oh. which is what it's named after, because that's where Costco's headquartered. So it's crazy to me that there's like people in Mexico who know the name of a town. Like they probably don't know that it's the name of a town. And they probably call it Kirkland. <laughs> <laughs> that was like Scottish. Kirkland. Kirkland. <laughs> going to Costco. We're driving Scott nuts because we're not finishing what you had. There's so God many is good going questions to be entirely on absent from There's this so podcast. many good questions. Dan, would you rather run in a turkey trot and come in first or not have to run it at all? <laughs> I'd rather run. I think we're we're going to do that this year on Thanksgiving. I think we're going to go run around the lake. Bill, would you rather keep a turkey as a pet for a year or have to kill the turkey you eat for Thanksgiving? <sighs> I know what he's going to say. I'll kill him. Yeah. I don't want to bother with a turkey for all year. That's right. It's time for Bill's book reviews. Last week, uh, I mentioned that I didn't sleep on Tuesday night. Um, it occurred to me that I did not sleep from the moment I started reading 1984 on Tuesday morning mm. until I finished it on Wednesday night, which is a very strange coincidence. I want to ask you, I mean, 1984 is a classic book from the late 40s. Um, what are some classic books that are still worth reading? Tale of Two Cities. I was going to say oh, Dickens. So good. What do you like about it? My gosh. I am. Um, so I don't think I mentioned this on the podcast before, but I had to read A Tale of Two Cities in high school for like summer reading, and it was just miserable. Mm. And like, I get why it's miserable. Because when you're reading A Tale of Two Cities, like, you have to pay attention because Dickens' sentences are a mile long. (laughs) And he, like, begins talking about something, then just goes down all the rabbit trails he can find and then gets to the point of his sentence. And Mm -hmm. so if you're not paying attention, it's just nonsense, which as a a high school student doing summer reading, I was not paying super careful attention. So it was just, like, really unpleasant. Mm. But then a couple years ago, I decided to, I wanted to read some more of the classics because there are a lot that I haven't read. Uh, even in like high school lit classes, which is where everyone reads the classics, right? Like I've never read Moby Dick, for example. 
Um, you didn't miss anything. <laughs> <laughs> all I remember is call me Ishmael. Call oh, Ishmael. I, 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 I can't stand him. <laughs> and wow. uh, so one of the ones I read uh, was uh, Tale of Two Cities. And it is so good. The story is just so, it's so incredible. And there's so much beautiful writing in it. Gosh, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything because um, you should just read it. It's not easy. It takes mental effort, but it is worth it. It's mm. so good. I like the Brothers Karamazov. I've read that twice. Really? Yes, it's got a Christian theme. Another one that I really like a lot, I've only read it once, is War and Peace by Tolstoy. And that is truly a Christian book. You see the conversion of, in English, we'd call him Peter, and what what an awesome conversion it is. And and that runs Mm. for hundreds of pages in the book. It, It... those are classic books that are dynamite. Wow. I really am partial to the works of Jules Verne. Part of the reason why is because they're free on Kindle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Jules Verne, sometimes his writing is, he uses words that we don't normally use in everyday language. And so mm-hmm. it's nice to have that tool to just like hover your finger over the word and click on it. And oh, yeah. then the definition oh, yeah. will come up like, oh, that's what that means. That's cool. That helps when reading Jules Verne. But like 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Journey to the Center of the Earth, The Mysterious Island. And also... Victor Hugo, his his books are very good. I'm trying to think of The Count of Monte Cristo. Ooh, I really like that book. That is a good I book. remember when I lived here before checking that out of Bloomingdale Library. It was huge and reading through that. And that was just an interesting take on someone's re- personal revenge story and how they don't really find meaning in that, yeah. basing their life on revenge. It's a very good book. That is really good. What are classic books that aren't worth reading? Apparently. Moby Apparently Dick. Moby Dick. <laughs> Moby Dick. What do you not like about Moby Dick? Just too strained. Uh, uh, some other ones that are in the great book series, I think, why did these even get included? Tom Jones? I just thought, pff, you could have done a whole lot better than Tom Jones. Um, Sounds like a 1970s rocker. He, yeah, he is I, I a 1970s rocker. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not that Tom Jones. <laughs> That's all we can play without getting copyright struck. Yeah. <laughs> the hardest book I ever read in my life is Pantagruel and Gargantua. There's two separate books, and I did not understand anything. <laughs> that I was reading Doesn't at sound all. Like they, at they, all. The names don't sound so captivating. <laughs> yeah. So Robley was like an 18th century writer, and he's writing comedy, and comedy doesn't travel well from the one time. decade to the sure, next, yeah, yeah, yeah. let alone 300 years. So mm-hmm. this, <laughs> this was brutal. Yeah. Just brutal. I would personally say that the Iliad is one that's mm. not really worth reading. Mm. I think the Odyssey is more worth reading, but the Iliad is just. Like the plot can be summed up in like three sentences and the whole book is just like different gruesome deaths of people with long names and then like lists of names. Like it's it's not. How can you not love that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Bill, you got a list of names right there. Why don't we? So yeah, like, see but long it. names. Oh, that makes it even better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there are people that would disagree and I haven't read it in a long time, so maybe I'd feel differently now, but hmm. from what I remember of it, that's just like not, not worth it. Mm-hmm. Well, some people are going to be upset with me. Probably, but some of the Shakespeare stuff, oh, amen. I just don't enjoy. <laughs> I had to take a Shakespeare class in college because back before I went into education, I was thinking of being a journalist. Mm-hmm. So I had to take a bunch of English classes. I had this teacher that was like the worst teacher in Shakespeare class, and she made everything all about like sexual themes and all this stuff. And I just was oh, like, sure. this is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. So dull. Sure. And the book was like a. 1500 pages yeah the book the, <laughs> the book, book the book it was like a book of shakespeare oh, oh okay, okay. okay. Like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the textbook plays 
I see. I don't like Romeo and Juliet. I really like Othello. I think Othello is is one of the best Shakespeare plays. I think it holds up really well. I really enjoy reading Shakespeare because it's like fun to figure out what they're saying. <laughs> it is like a mystery. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like once you crack the code, it's like, oh. Ah, there's nice. meaning here. <laughs> it's not just nonsense. It's, that's exactly right. I think the one I didn't like was A Midsummer's Night Dream. Midsummer yeah, that was also wild. weird. I, I didn't like that. I will say I had a roommate in college um, who read The Weight of Glory by C.S. Lewis every every year. Hmm. He would read The Weight hmm. of Glory. And I've only read it once, and it is very good. There's another C.S. Lewis trilogy about space that he wrote. About space? It's like the space... Tri- I, I, my mom read that to me when I was a kid. We both put it down. I think both decided we got to not read this anymore because it was so confusing. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. What is it, Bill? I'm looking at this book. It's called... In the- his everlasting arms of love was written by a woman in our church back in Barbara, <laughs> Ohio, who had Alzheimer's. Oh, no. Whoa. <laughs> she, she, self, she self-published <clears throat> this book. My wife is the only person that ever read it from cover to cover. It, it was just the most bizarre, going nowhere kind of book. <laughs> Woo. Oh, I look forward to your book, Bill. <laughs> yeah, well, I got to get Alzheimer's first. Then I want to write that book. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Let's, let's get into the topic of the week. Topic of the week this week is brought to you by the Engaging the Scriptures Workshop. Sometimes reading God's Word is challenging. We may read a passage but not understand what it means or how it applies to our lives, similarly to C.S. Lewis. <laughs> we may read the words, but they stay at the surface of our minds and they don't make their way down deep into our hearts. As disciples of Jesus, one of the key ways that we grow in our relationship with him is through engaging with his word. Thankfully, there are many ways that we can read, study, and learn from the Bible. Join us in this workshop to learn creative ways of engaging with the Bible that can be used both personally and in discipleship relationships. Practice and discuss those methods with the support of the facilitator and other participants. Engaging the Scriptures Workshop, Sunday, December 6th and 13th, 9.30 to 10.45 a.m. on Zoom. Email chelsear at bloomingdalechurch.org if you have questions. Go, Chelsea. Yeah. Is she teaching that whole class? Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, For Topic of the Week this week, the time has come to divine fact from fiction and shed light on American history. So welcome to the Bloomingdale Church Thanksgiving 2020 Trivia Challenge, where Dan, Scott, and Bill will compete for untold riches. (laughs) I've done some trivia for our family's group. Oh, Thanksgiving. So he's been studying. I didn't know that there was going to be trivia. He's ready. Well, thank you, Mr. Turman. Uh, yes, thank you. So every year, uh, my family, my whole life, Thanksgiving has been like a 30-person affair. And so my dad, it's it's hosted at my house, my parents' house. My dad makes a, like a booklet of like word searches, the Thanksgiving story, Thanksgiving trivia, which is what we're using today. Um, so straight from my father's mouth, here are <laughs> our questions. Question number one, what year? Did the pilgrims have their first Thanksgiving feast? What's widely regarded as the first Thanksgiving? A, 1619, B, 1620, C, 1621, or D, 1935? Can you say the answers one more time? 1619, 1620, 1621, 1935. 1621. Scott. 1621. 1621. It is 1621. Woo! The Rock says 1620. You figure it's got to be the year after. True. Also, (laughs) this year is the 400th anniversary of The Rock, and everyone's like, shoot. 
coronavirus. <laughs> Shoot. Like, Don't guess, give the rock the virus. <laughs> next year is the 400th anniversary of the first Thanksgiving. We could do something about that. Right, <laughs> right everybody? <laughs> the rock, I got to say, is smaller than I expected. Well, myself. it's smaller now. I was reading about this. So the event that the Americans commonly uh, <laughs> call the first Thanksgiving was celebrated by the pilgrims after their first harvest in the New World in October of 1692. Sorry, 1621. <laughs> I'm reading and I got it right. 1492. The feast lasted three days and was attended by 90 Native Americans and 53 pilgrims. Oh, um, neat. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't have anything to do with uh, the rock, but that is relevant to the question. And you reminded <laughs> me that I have facts for some of these questions. <laughs> he is a good wrestler. Question number two. Uh, the horn of plenty or cornucopia, which symbolizes abundance, originated in which country? Holland, Greece, America, Turkey. Bill. Holland. Scott. I said Greece. I said Turkey. <laughs> That'd be so funny if it was Turkey. <laughs> it's Greece. Hooray. Oh, those uh, guys. It actually shows up in Greek mythology. A lot oh, of, a lot okay. of uh, right. stories about the, the raising of Zeus involve him eating out of a cornucopia. Oh, that makes sense. I guess. I don't Is know it? why it makes sense. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought that. Of course. <laughs> of course. for babies. <laughs> um, so a point to Scott there. In 1676, a day of Thanksgiving was proclaimed to take place during which month? May, June, October, or November? Dan. May. Scott. I also said May. Bill. November. It was June. Oh, so no points for that I one. I almost said June, but I was like, I have no better reason than to choose May, and May is my birthday month, so I'll yeah. go with that. You know, <laughs> I thought it was like springtime-y. Like, oh, it sounds like a good month to do something <laughs> in. Uh, what president did not like the idea of having a national Thanksgiving day? Washington, Nixon, Truman, Jefferson. Scott. I said Jefferson. Bill. I said Jefferson. Dan. I said Jefferson. It's a curmudgeon. Jefferson the curmudgeon. <laughs> Jefferson right. considered supporting Thanksgiving uh, <laughs> would represent state-sponsored religion, and it was his aversion to mixing church and state that earned him a reputation as America's only anti-Thanksgiving president. It sounds about right. Um, as a brief aside, I've never considered Thanksgiving to be a religious holiday. Is it a religious holiday? I mean, I mean in the sense that all Thanksgiving God. should go to God. And it has its roots in Christianity. Mm -hmm. Does it? Yeah, pilgrims. Hello. Well, okay, but <laughs> pilgrims are but, pilgrims but even, are Christians. Like who, Feast of Tabernacles has a lot of Thanksgiving flavor to it because it's after the harvest. So you see it in the Old Testament that the harvest comes in and then they have a feast. Mm. But Thanksgiving, like... Like Christmas is a Christian holiday because it's a celebration of events that take place in the Bible. Right. But Thanksgiving doesn't celebrate events that take place in the Bible. It just it just says gives thanks to God. I think it probably right. had its origins in for sure in, in Christianity and giving thanks to God. And over the years got more and more about commercialized. Now the original focus is huh. maybe a bit more lost on the general public. Sure. I have never considered Thanksgiving are. to be. I mean, it's it's not like it's not like an, a, a religious observance, to sure. me, You know, in the same way as Easter or Christmas. Sure. But I think it it has enough of a reason to be considered a Christian holiday for someone who's really persnickety about things like that to get sure. upset. I mean, I think it should be about God because it's about giving thanks. But I don't know. I think that's 
kind of different. I mean, if we're every if we if we as a nation acknowledge the first Thanksgiving as the one that the pilgrims had, mm. then it has its roots in Christian tradition. Mm. Well, that's true. And every Thanksgiving is somehow like modeled after that. Mm. But like again, it's not like a Christian thing to do inherently, sure. unless you're giving thanks specifically to God. Um, but like it, it does have Christian roots. Mm. Bill, I'm just thinking crazy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Please share with the class. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking, you know, 93 Indians, like 53 pilgrims, and they hadn't even invented football yet because Jim Thorpe hadn't been born yet, so the Indians wouldn't have had any representative players. So that's what I'm thinking. What? That is crazy stuff. (laughs) That is crazy stuff. You're getting closer to writing that book every day. (laughs) That's the answer was Jefferson, though, because Jefferson has his own Bible. Like yeah, display. Yeah. Yes. I've been to his house. Which he made many edits to. Yep. And many editions to. Cutting out stuff. Uh, which president first established the date of Thanksgiving as a national celebration? Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's. He had a U turn. <laughs> Adams, Lincoln, Wilson. He saw the light. Uh, Scott. Uh, I guessed Lincoln. Dan. It is Lincoln. Bill. Lincoln. These two are both answering before you even read the things. I mean, they know this. <laughs> it is Lincoln. <laughs> I am guessing. Uh, and they know. Which president moved the date of Thanksgiving twice? Oh, man. Lincoln. Questions about president. Teddy Roosevelt. FDR. Eisenhower. Wait, could you, what was the previous question about Lincoln? It was, uh, <clears throat> which president first established like a consistent date of Thanksgiving? Uh, the last Thursday in November. Right. Interesting. Who, okay, and what are the options for this one? Uh, for which president moved the th- date of Thanksgiving twice? Lincoln, Teddy Roosevelt, FDR, Eisenhower. Huh. Bill? I'm guessing FDR. Dan? Badan. Badan. <laughs> FDR as well. Scott? I guess Teddy Roosevelt. It's FDR. <laughs> we have any guesses as to why? Because he was Secretary of the Navy. Well, uh, you was, but I don't know. <laughs> as far secre- as I got in the book. Was he, he was Secretary of the Navy? <laughs> Assistant Secretary of the Navy. That's crazy. <laughs> he did really Secretary of the Navy. <laughs> I, as is my obligation, <laughs> must move, move the date of Thanksgiving. How about those ships? And well, then so when he stepped down, now. he moved it back. Yep. It is tied up. Everybody two points. Hmm. Uh the reason that Thanksgiving was moved up a week by FDR was to A, fulfill a political promise as the Secretary of the Navy, <laughs> uh, B, to assist the war effort, C, to ensure better weather slash later sunsets on the date, and D, to lengthen the Christmas shopping season. I uh, put to assist the war effort. To assist the war effort. Scott? I put D, but I'm not happy about it. <laughs> I also said assist the war effort. It's... To extend the Christmas show. Yeah. No, I should have gone with my first answer. I thought, no, they weren't. Really? I didn't think they would be that materialistic. I, I, back in the days I crossed FDR. it out and wrote it back in. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't in wow. 1939, President Franklin D. Roosevelt moved the Thanksgiving holiday one week earlier than normal, believing that doing so would help bolster retail sales during mm. one of the final years of the Great Depression. That was what oh, I was oh, thinking. That's a good thing. Well, this led to incredible protests, causing some to deride the holiday as Franksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> in 1941, in 1941, Congress reversed the move by setting Thanksgiving back to the 
fourth Thursday. Oh, so he got overridden of November. Over so by Congress, man. what a dumb thing for Congress. Congress I, they spent like, so much time on that. <laughs> They're like, I guess he couldn't. But they got veto votes it. from both sides of the aisle. Yeah. <laughs> so he didn't veto that then. My well, gosh. he might have President overruled his veto. Power to keep Thanksgiving for a week. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you override forty one? So were we in the war yet? Yeah. Well, no, it depends on what time. No, it was December 41. Man, that so was a different time. We didn't you override a presidential veto? So you can, oh, yeah. You, yeah. If you, if you, if you have a high enough, you high get enough, two like 60%? Majority. Two thirds of the majority. Right. Yeah. Or like, two thirds majority overrules a presidential veto. Which is good. Checks and balances. Yeah. It's part of our country. Canada. Then if two thirds of the president wants to overrule that veto, <laughs> then he. Two thirds of the previous presidents who are still alive. Oh my gosh. That would be chaos. Just keep going. And then the old Congress people. And then, and then we just put it to a vote. And then we extrapolate from like the recently deceased ones of like, would they vote? For <laughs> uh, Canada celebrates Thanksgiving on the second Monday in October, the second Thursday in, in November, the third Thursday in November, May 1st. May Day, as it's known, I believe, in many parts of the world still. Yeah, I remember celebrating May Day. Oh, I feel like I should know the answer to this question. <laughs> we would like so, go knock on people's so, doors and like leave and something and run flowers. away. That's my mom. Oh, yeah, us. we did that in Nebraska. Yeah, that's right. a fun holiday. Yeah, my mom would fun. have us do that. Yeah. I never I don't remember why. Bill, I put second Monday in October. Scotty, I said whatever B was second Thursday. I, think. <laughs> I put the one I said wrong a couple times. A in October. It is the second oh, Monday in October. So we've tied it back weeks. up. I have some friends who are Canadian, so I remember seeing it on Facebook back in October. Yeah, I'm like, I feel like I should know the answer to this. Are we tied? It's all threes across the board. The Jeez. first store to hold a Thanksgiving Day parade was J.C. Penney's, Gimbel's, or Macy's. I put Macy's. Well, it's kind of early. <laughs> They have to write down their answers before you say what it is. Oh, I thought everybody's done. <laughs> hey. Sorry. Don't write that down. <laughs> Don't take into account what he I just I wasn't said. gonna guess Macy's anyway. I guess Macy's too. You guess Macy's. What did you say? I'm guessing JC Penny's. It's Gimbal. Oh, oh my god. Gimbal's is the store in no Elf. Kidding. The Gimbal's department store sponsored the first Thanksgiving parade held in 1920 as the Gimbal's wow. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day Parade. It continued on despite World War II and continues in the form of the Dunkin' Donuts Parade today. Oh, no, there's the Dunkin' really? Donuts. Really? I've never heard right. of this Seems parade. Very I always think of Thanksgiving as the Macy's Day Parade. I know. The, the, huh. the Gimbal's Day Parade featured floats and marchers parading down Market Street with the finale consisting of Santa Claus arriving at the 8th floor of the Toy Department of Gimbals by climbing the ladder of the Philadelphia Fire Department fire truck. Cool. Wow. Oh, that man. Is neat. So, I remember going to the Macy's Day Parade. Was it Day in parade. Philadelphia? It, well, it better have been if they got huh. the Philadelphia Fire Department out there. <laughs> <laughs> New York won't give us a fire truck. Will you please send a ladder truck to us? Wow, that would be so neat seeing Santa go up that ladder. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it would be like that. Bring back gimbals. Oh, I don't know if it would be yeah, like still a thing blowing. It's a man climbing a ladder. Yeah, but he's going up 80 feet. Woo! That's true. That's you got to find a Santa Claus willing to do that. That's true. I forgot. I'm about not that. doing that. Wasn't Gimbal's in Miracle on 34th Street? I, I thought it was Macy's because it, the tagline is "Believe," yeah. and Macy's has held on to that. Oh, <laughs> maybe uh, it's probably a fireman. It's probably a fireman dressed as Santa Claus. We yeah. sure hope who's so. willing to climb the 80 feet. What if he falls I, down 80 feet? He's got to be. Well, this is 1920. Yeah, so I guess that's did they have safety at that point in time. <laughs> 
Be I careful. That was <laughs> yeah. They, it's not like they could tie him to anything. Watch your step. <laughs> I can't believe we had eight-story buildings in 1920. <laughs> well, the Empire State Building was made in the late 20s, so nobody got that right. It's still tied at three all. The word we got three questions left, and as usual, I'm sure one of you will tie with another one of you, and I won't have an idea of how to break the tie. <laughs> the word turkey is said to come from the Hebrew word T U K K I, which means a big bird. B, wild bird. C, Turk's bird. D, peasant's bird. I'm surprised it means bird at all, honestly. <laughs> it's only one word. I was expecting one of them to not include bird. Fire truck. Can you read the options again? I really wasn't listening. I was waiting for not bird. <laughs> and that's what I was going to vote for. You know, one day you're going to feel the consequences of your actions. <laughs> Big bird, wild bird, Turk's bird, peasant's bird. The word for turkey. Are you ready, Bill? Yeah, I don't like my answer, but I put Big Bird. Big Bird. Scott. Wild Bird. Wild Bird. Peasant's Bird. It's Big Bird! Oh, Bill takes the Bill lead. takes the good, lead. Good job, Two Bill. questions to go. If he can get even one of these questions. I just pictured right. Big Bird from Sesame Street. Yeah, me too. Same. That's why I didn't like my answer. <laughs> uh, true or false, the real Plymouth Rock is cracked. Define the real Plymouth Rock. Rock. Let's skip this question because I can't. Okay. How can I? It's all I have. Okay. <laughs> um, well, then I guess we're down to the last question. What was thanks the to answer? Scott's questions. Uh, it's true. Okay. This is the last question. Who was the first governor of the Plymouth colony at the time of the first Thanksgiving? Miles Standish, John Alden, Edward Southworth, William Bradford. I think it should be the elder guy that was Leah's elder girl. Brewster. Elder That's, Brewster. I was, I was like, he that, should have been the. Isn't that governor. from the book? Yeah, That's from the book. Elder Brewster's got about five pages in that book. Yeah, best five pages in the book. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean really. <laughs> That's officially uh, the Bill's book review final word. Dan Bradford. Scott. I also said Bradford. Bill Bradford. It's Bradford. Bill wins. I'm so Yay! glad that you. If you hadn't said Bradford, I don't know what I would have. It would have been a three-way tie, and I would have felt like a failure. Congratulations to Bill. Thank, Thank you, you, Greg, for your submission of this trivia quiz. Listeners, if you would like to be part of the show, you can send questions, would you rathers, trivia quizzes, and William Bradford to podcast. And deep-fried turkey. And deep-fried turkey. It's oh, still, yes, please. It's Polls are still open. To podcast at bloomingdalechurch.org. For our closing segment this week, it is time for thanks. We can't have a Thanksgiving episode without at least one chance to share what we're thankful for. So let's do it. Dan, <laughs> what are you thankful for this year? A lot of things. And it's hard to narrow it down to Great. just Scott, one. what are you? <laughs> <laughs> too, too many words. Uh, I'm thankful <laughs> that God is in control, that we serve a God that Amen. even though this year has been out of control. Yeah. We serve a God that doesn't change. That he's been seeing us all through this year. Yeah. And into what is coming. Yeah. Who knows what's coming? True. Mm. Today I am very thankful that I got a negative result on my coronavirus mm. test mm -hmm. from last week, which is great news because if it had been positive, my parents wouldn't have been able to come in tomorrow yeah. for Thanksgiving, which would have really stunk. And uh so yeah, very grateful for that. Well, I'm thankful to be part of this church. I just think it's so neat what's happened even during the coronavirus that particularly you young guys, you just came up with great ways that we could connect through technology and 
I can see how the church really is connected. It's it's just a blessing. The added benefit in my life is I get to be involved with the steering committee of the mm. outreach building. Yeah. And I just love being able to think about, okay, what else could we do? What could we do to reach people for Christ? It's mm. it's it's been a good year because of those things. Mm. I am so thankful for my roommate, Daniel Wright. He's just mm. a really good guy, and it's just nice to be able to never, ever have to worry about, am I going to have a problem with this person? Are we going to have a fight about something? Am I going to accidentally do something that makes them angry or vice versa? So that's really great. He's a, he's a great guy, mm. and he just gives his heart for this church and, and to school and works his butt off. So mm-hmm. thank you, Daniel. That is all the time that we have. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Dan. Thank Thank you, Max. Max. Bill, wish us all a happy Thanksgiving and take us home. Happy Thanksgiving to those of you who have been listening to the Bloomingdale Church Podcast brought to you from Bloomingdale, Illinois, the heart of the nation. All right. Are we prepared? As prepared as as we're going (laughs) to (laughs) be. Way to go, co-president. On the same page. You have not been inaugurated yet. That comes later. (laughs) Way to go, co-president-elect. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like Max needs to be taking A to White Castle and B, he needs turkey skin. (laughs) That needs to happen like Why not make it one trip? (laughs) Just drape turkey skin over a slider. Would you rather wash your hair with mashed potatoes or with stuffing? (laughs) <laughs> oh, I told you these are amazing. fifty questions. I feel like so stuffing good. because it's dry. You can kind yeah, of get away with it. It's like mashed potatoes. You got to take another shower. It reminds me of that Alpha talk where Nicky Gumbel's saying he's reading a news article that God has left the Anglican Church. Is it because we've gotten so liberal? Is it because of this, 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 this? And then they said a spokesman for the Anglican Church says. Losing God is a bit of a blow, but (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe we had eight story buildings in 1920. (laughs) Well, the Empire State Building was made in the late 20s. Well, this is 1920. Well, this is, let's say, okay, so a lot can happen in 10 years. The Empire State Building, I think, was 1929, and the Depression came like just right like maybe months after they opened the Empire State Building and they couldn't get tenants for it, so they called it the Empty State Building. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So nobody got that right. It's still tied at three all.